welcome to the Sigmund Cinema Podcast, where all things movie-related are broken down, discussed, put back together, and discussed some more. Here's your host, Sigmund. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod, the pod that is the cast. Thanks for joining me as always. As always, I appreciate it. I really do from the bottom of my heart. And I'm here to try and entertain you and bring interesting movie or TV show related topics to your however you're listening to it. So let's hop right into this. This is a fun one. Um... I decided to combine the two similar um, things here. So I call these the M&Ms. So they're, well, let's, yeah, let's get to it. So anyway, so we're going to do myths and Mandela's. So movie myths and Mandela effects. Okay, so let's get all of the explanation out of the way what is a mandela effect so named after the late um nelson mandela a mandela effect is um a phenomenon where a large group of people remember something differently from how it actually happened it's creepy it's crazy I i got some of my own that i still believe happened a certain way but it actually didn't um yeah and it's crazy it's called collective misremembering there's all types of names for it but um mandela effect is the most famous way people describe it so um another thing is um yeah people get deep into it let me tell you they have the um you know the multiverse theory is real famous now because of the comic book movies and you know a whole bunch of movies coming up so people think that the things actually did happen but it's a riff in the multiverse continuum and sometime one reality bleeds over into another and that's where it comes from and why certain people remember it a certain way or that's why we remember it both ways i'm not getting into all that shit <laughs> i'm just gonna go over some um some interesting ones um, or at least the ones I believe to be interesting. So that's the Mandela effect. The movie myths, on the other hand, are just what it is. You know what a myth is. It's something that's believed to be true, but actually isn't. And very easily provable to be not true. So the M&Ms, the myths and the Mandelas. Where do I start? There's so many of them. Uh, once again, this is going to be... Uh, I'm keep coming back to this one because there are so many of them but yeah let's um get to it oh excuse me so which one do i start no i got it so let's go forrest gump the 1994 movie directed by robert zemeckis starring forrest gump starring forrest gump (laughs) starring tom hanks (laughs) as forrest gump so um this one Definitely a Mandela effect. 
Um, people remember a certain line in the movie, probably the movie's most famous line. They remember it being said a certain way by a certain someone. Now, this one is easy to clear up, but people will still argue it. So let's get to it. The line is life is like a box of chocolates. So right then and there, it's um, easy to see where the confusion comes in because that quote, life is like a box of chocolates. Everybody always do the Forrest Gump voice. So the thing is, um, people believe Forrest Gump actually says this. Now, where the confusion comes in at, and where the arguments come in is Forrest Gump, the character, actually says a variation of the line. He doesn't say people hard quoted as him saying life is like a box of chocolates. But that's not actually what he says. And we're going to get to it and explain that one. This one's going to be a quick one. So what Forrest Gump actually says on that bench while he's talking to um, the young lady who appears to be a nurse to his left. He said, my mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So did you get that? He said, my mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. That is, was, because he phrased it like that because he's talking in the past tense of what someone else used to say. His mother, life was like a box of chocolate. Now, Forrest Gump's mom, played by Sally Field, actually says the line that people incorrectly attribute to Forrest Gump, the Forrest Gump character. But even then... She doesn't say life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you see where all this confusion is coming in at? So what Forrest Gump's mom actually says is life is a box of chocolates, Forrest. You never know what you're going to get. Life is a box of chocolates. She never says life is like a box of chocolates. So it's, the, it's those two words is and was that um people switch around and then say um that the character Forrest Gump said it so here it is again and you know you got YouTube videos that incorrectly put um it's like 15 second clips of Forrest Gump on the bench saying the line life was like a box of chocolates and they put life is like a box of chocolates but there it is Forrest Gump's mom played by Sally Field Life is a box of chocolate, Forrest. You never know what you're going to get. Forrest Gump, my mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So, one of the most famous quotes of all time gets jacked up just because of a confusion of who said what and what one word goes in with each person that said it. So, it still counts as a Mandela effect because people... There's videos breaking this down that are just interesting, but at the end of the day, in my opinion, pointless. You just pop on the damn DVD, VHS tape, Blu-ray, 4K. I'm sure streaming somewhere just to see this. <laughs> but that's enough with Forrest Gump. Ugh, man. Love the movie. Um, I still personally think it's overrated. And don't, don't attack me. When I say overrated, I don't mean... People tend to think overrated means bad these days. 
It doesn't. 1994 was a hell of a year for movies. And I don't think Forrest Gump should have got all of the accolades that it did award-wise. That's what I mean by overrated. Great movie. Forrest Gump is a great movie. Don't get it confused. <laughs> no, nah, but anyway. So what are we moving on to next? All right. So, yeah, um, as of this episode, a really big trailer came out for a sequel. Um, we've been waiting 18 years for it. The new Matrix movie, The Matrix Resurrections, um, directed by Lana Wachowski. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into um, this is going to lead into another one, which is also interesting. So since it's unbelievable, it's almost been 10 years since this meme started. And this is definitely this is a huge I've won money off of this Mandela effect. I've made people feel crazy off of this one. So the meme we've seen it everywhere is um, a picture of Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus with Keanu Reeves as Neo in the reflection of his sunglasses. And above it, it says, what if I told you? And it has whatever else at the bottom. What if I told you that if you go to Walmart after a certain time, it won't be crowded? What if I told you? Now, hashtags are meaningless. Something like that. There's always the what if I told you and then some silly quote under. The thing is, I still got a friend out there, a great friend of mine who believes somewhere in the Matrix movies, the Matrix, the Matrix, the Matrix Reloaded, the Matrix Revolutions. He believes somewhere in these movies that he said it because he said it had to have come from somewhere. That's what makes it a Mandela effect, my good friend. <laughs> because here it is, folks. Morpheus never says, what if I told you in any of the Matrix movies? At least the ones we could watch right now, which is the first one, the second one, and the third one, all on HBO Max. So I'm sure all of us have the DVD or Blu-ray. So go watch it, comb through it. You will not hear Morpheus say this phrase. <laughs> he never said it. He never said it. But we always see that that meme with and we even read it in Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus voice. What if I told you? It seems like it fits perfectly. I'll give you that. But I know for a fact. It's never said. Never. That's, that's crazy. Go check it out. And um, one dude, like I said, I won some money. Uh, dude bet me a hundred bucks. This was that... Um, uh, this place I used to work at when I first got here where I live now and I took a part-time job and we just got into the um, like action movies and the Matrix, the Matrix came up and yeah that came up and dude combed he had his phone combed through YouTube wherever he called somebody to ask him to put it on the scene oh yeah oh by the way everybody thinks because it's based on the meme everybody thinks that the scene is um, when they're um, I want to say practicing the scene where Morpheus is introducing Neo to 
what the agents are and they're walking through the crowded streets everybody's bumping into neo but they're not um just walking past morpheus that's the scene where everybody believes it's at and then other people who believe they believe it's the scene where um they first meet where um neo or mr anderson is still in the real world before they bring him out of um the matrix but it doesn't matter which which scene you think it is it's not in the movie it's not challenge me <laughs> i promise you it's not it would be cool if they put it in a new movie but then again Lawrence fishburne isn't in a new movie at, at least that we think so moving on and a pretty cool segue so in the movie um they try to free neo the matrix the movie the matrix they try to free neo by guiding him out of his office on the phone there's an office at the end of the corner there's the office at the end of the hall go to it and he didn't want to go to the scaffold and, and the agents arrest him and they have him in interrogation and blah 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 something happened neo keanu reeves how about i give you the finger and you give me my phone call <laughs> i don't know how good or bad that is but um there it is right there here comes the movie myth we did a mandela first now the movie myth is you only get one phone call when you're arrested for whatever so this one is um a product of most of move it's a product of confusion and um misinterpretation misunderstanding of screenwriters because you know that's where the story comes from the screenwriters and you know in most cases is what the story needs to do the screenwriter makes it that um will make it do it but you know it comes from misunderstanding of research or just purposely skewing it to fit the plot of the movie so the thing with this is um this is interesting so is it true you only get one phone call from jail the answer is no and it's no in a much more interesting way than you think the truth is you actually could get as many as phone calls as you want <laughs> so the thing is you get arrested you have a right to an attorney so the thing with this is your first phone call is free so take you on a little history lesson here for all the kiddos that are listening so back in the day we had this thing called collect calls it was at his most it was at its prime or most um, popular when everybody still had hardline or landline phones and you would make a collect call there's uh you would call the operator i like to make a collect call blah 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 so it's a reverse charge thing the person you make a collect call to will get charged for however much the call cost so when you get arrested um and yes, collect calls still exist in 2021. You can make a collect call to a cell phone. Yes. And but collect calls, um, you know, this fits right into the topic. They're now basically exclusively um, only used from jail and prison. You know, there's pay phones are pretty much gone and nobody doesn't have a landline. 
So, yeah. So you first call because of your right to an attorney. You get a free phone call to contact your legal counsel. And um, any call you want to make other than that, um, you have to pay for it. So that means collect calls. So, yeah, in the opposite way. And there's there's little technicalities depending on where you live and certain. But you do get to make phone calls. There's even in the holding cell of you've seen in movies, there's a phone right there. Let me get my one phone call because they usually say that in a movie. So that's not true. You you get more <laughs> than one phone call, which is crazy. Most people um, think that's um, well, most people don't know that. That's nuts. So, yeah, that's a myth. So what do we want to go to now? I'm sorry. I got one. Uh, you know what? Let's go to um, another another myth. This one is, and it's crazy how, you know, we watch so many movies, we watch so many TV shows, and we just take this, I guess, for face value. We don't question it. This one, um, the myth I'm going to do is nuts that people believe this. And it's, 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 it's jacked up because unfortunately people believe it to the point to where they won't research it themselves and they will actually wait. I'm talking about the movie and TV show myth of you have to wait 24 hours until you can file a missing persons report. That is a crock of shit. You do not have to wait 24 hours after a person is missing. You know, what if you have a a child, if you know a person is usually there by this time and a couple hours go by and they're not there, you can go file a missing person report right then. The only thing, it depends um, where you are. Um, you have to go. You would have to go into an actual police station. You can't do it over the phone. That's probably the only thing. The only way you can do it, you can't do it over the phone or whatever. Maybe you can. I'm not sure. But you do not have to wait. <laughs> 24. Um, 24 hours. I mean, just think about that. Say that to yourself and realize how silly it is. You know? You don't have to. You don't have to do it. And it's amazing how a lot of these myths and how they guide, you know, the way we think about everyday, regular, real life. And it can be dangerous like them, like this one I'm talking about right now, about the waiting to file in a missing um, person report. You know, people actually, you know, wait and time goes by. Precious time goes by. And yeah, and that's that. So. But yeah, that's what it is. So <laughs> this one is um, probably the most popular one. Mandela effect. We're going Mandela myth. Well, we did two myths, but let's go to Mandela. Whatever. Blah, blah. So this one is interesting because I've actually gotten in on the <laughs> um, an inside source of this, which is funny. Um now, this one is believing that a whole movie existed and just disappeared. Now, uh, you already know where I'm going, um, probably. And this is the, the, the mid-90s 
fantasy comedy starring Sinbad. And it's the Shazam. The Shazam Mandela effect. And this one, um, this one is nuts. Because some people still actually <laughs> believe it, which is nuts. So people, so there was a movie in the 90s um, starring Shaquille O'Neal called um, Kazam. And the funny thing about this uh, myth, uh, Mandela effect, is um, nobody seems to know where the source of it came from. It just, poof, um, came out. Yeah, it just... Yeah, there's nothing really much you can say about it. But anyway, um, so for years, um, people thought this movie existed, Shazam. And of course, the only Shazam is way popular now because he's a DC character. And but yeah, this this is one of the more popular ones. And I just don't think it's that interesting. But um, anyway, so Sinbag, the comedian, the um, he has a son now, Royce Atkins, who is um, um, independent filmmaker, um, quite good. Look him up, uh, Royce Atkins. So they played off of the Mandela effect and actually made a short. Um, <laughs> they actually made a a comedic parody of Shazam. And um, it's by College Humor. It's called We Found Sinbad's Shazam Genie Movie. So go look that up. But um, sorry, this this one just doesn't interest me as much as it does um, other people. But um, so here's one of the biggest myths. And I'm probably going to leave it at this. <laughs> so. Now, this one. Whoo. This one has probably put a lot of people um, behind bars. A lot of stupid people. All right. So the thing with this one is. Um, and it's probably well, it's, it's another myth that's hard to trace back. So. There's a myth that. Um, let's use drug dealing and even prostitution. So if you're dealing drugs and you're trying to sell drugs to somebody, you think somebody might be an undercover cop. You know, you got to tell me if you're a cop or well, that's entrapment. You know, we've seen that in movies. We've seen that in TV shows. And the thing is, it's not true. And I'm going to get to a TV show probably the only form of visual media that does it right it actually busts this it busts this myth wide open no an undercover cop does not have to tell you if you're a drug dealer that he's a cop the only time he has to tell you that he's a cop is when he's arresting you so let me tell you how this one probably got once again it's the, it goes back to those those pesky screenwriters because they're the one that put this into the story and um a misunderstanding of um another misunderstanding of technicalities so the thing is how this actually works um 
you're trying to arrest a drug dealer for selling you drugs for doing an illegal act so as an undercover police officer what you can't do is um is what they use you can't induce the criminal act so you can't go to this dude and be like yo go um go sell these drugs or if it's prostitution yeah go you know go get that john over there and have him you know you can't do that but the thing is the prostitute or the drug dealer they were going to do what they were going to do without you having to you know to um provoke them to do it or induce them to do it as they put it you know they they were going to sell the drugs without your influence so no you do not have to tell um if you're an undercover cop a criminal that you are an undercover cop so the show that actually got it right is breaking bad it was um season two where um dj qualls plays an undercover cop and he busts the character of badger it's a really good scene it's, it's a great scene you can look it up but um yeah they they go through the whole shtick of you know you have to tell me if you're a cop um blah 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 you're like no i'm not a cop badger sells him the you know breaking bad is about the blue meth he's trying to sell the blue meth he makes the sale and the cop identifies himself as a cop and he makes the bust <laughs> so that's the true way it would happen and most of the time it actually does happen i think this probably happened a lot on uh, the tv show cops so yeah that, that's movie stuff but anyway that's just a couple of them um i probably did more myths than mandela effects but um i got some real good ones coming up uh, as far as mandela effects and um you know i'll give you a quick one before um the show is over so there's a tv show um sex and the city a show that came on hbo and they had two movies if i'm not mistaken and i think they're um re they're reviving it right um without um one of the i, I think kim control kim control is well uh, not gonna be in it whatever so anyway um people say your name sex in the city sex in the city and it sounds like you're saying sex in the city sex in the city sex and the city and that's an interesting one the little um there's mandela effect boards on that one but eh, not a fan of the show don't watch it don't care that's just a quick bonus mandela for you so going back to the matrix one what if i told you yeah um if a certain people or if a certain person in particular listens to this yeah there's nowhere in the movie, no variation of that line whatsoever in any of the Matrix movies. Okay, we still haven't got down to the bottom of it, or you're probably wrong. You don't want to, don't want to admit that you're wrong. You're not probably wrong. You are wrong if you think this, the line is in the movie. <laughs> That's me being a knucklehead. But yeah, um, the Forrest Gump, life was like a box of chocolate. That is the correct phrasing of the quote. His mother says life is a box of chocolates. The line life is like a box of chocolate does not exist in the movie. Nobody says it. Simple as that. You can get more than one phone call in jail. So. So when you think a cop is supposed to identify himself 
and they're undercover and you go to jail, you get a couple of phone calls. You get more than one phone call. So <laughs> I like how that ties in together. But yeah, um, I guess I'll leave y'all <laughs> there. But um, there's plenty more. I'm going to probably split these two up, but I just wanted to introduce what I'm going to do with this, the myths and the Mandela effects. So I'm going to hard dedicate uh, a Mandela effect episode and a myths episode. So, yeah. And there's a really good one I'm saving. I'll tease you with it. So me, um, I'm a gun guy. I believe as a martial artist, I believe everybody should have a fair chance to defend themselves from crime and from criminal activity and from being harmed. And, you know, if you have to use a gun to do this, um, then so be it is you should have every, every chance to rightfully defend yourself, rightful self-defense. Um, so anyway, um, this one happened in the movie Die Hard 2, and it has something to do with one of the most popular uh, manufacturers of pistols on the market. So I'm going to leave it at that. And it's, it's hilarious. Die Hard came out in 1990, and it put this, this myth came into existence because of Die Hard 2. And, um, but anyway, it, it's going to be fun. So I'm glad you all joined me. Um, I would appreciate it if you leave some reviews on Pod Chaser. Um, check out the Good Pods app. You know, listen to the show um, through there or, yeah, listen to the show through there. It's this real friendly app and um, the quality of it is real good and it's convenient if you're on your cell phone. You can do other things on it while the episode still plays. So, yeah, check me out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, Letterboxd sigmund cinema and once again i appreciate you joining me i will be back plenty more stuff to talk about but until then be excellent to each other